Better, worse, same, basement. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Life on Base Melt That on the Outside, a show that is all conversation, no action. Sorry, Elvis, it's just how it's gotta be. Action doesn't really play well on podcasts. It just kinda sounds like crappy foley. Little less conversation, little more action for baby. I don't do a bad Elvis, I'm just saying. I do a terrible Schwarzenegger, but I don't do a bad Elvis. You you can't get down? You don't feel the burn. No, no. You don't need to get to the no chopper. Soviet. Soviet Russia is not the place for Schwarzenegger Scott. It only worked in one movie, only worked once, and you still can't do that accent. You hurt my feelings, Jeff. I believe, we, <laughs> I believe we went over this in a previous episode. No one on this show can do a Schwarzenegger accent. For some reason or another, there's some universal constant... <laughs> If you're on, I thought they spelled on the out on the outside. You can't do a good Schwarzenegger. Put the cookie down. You can't do a good Elvis. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Bad Scott. Bad. I'm gonna squirt water <laughs> in your face. Bad. Ah. Uh, pick of the week. Go. All right. So my pick is going to the Aeronauts Windless, which is Jim Butcher's new series, which is steampunk which is not a real genre, but it is a fun swashbuckling adventure uh, where one of the perspective characters is a talking cat. Are we in Sailor Moon territory now? Well, it's... it's No, because it's a perfectly, like, normal cat. That that The, the fact that pe- it can talk to people is the only thing extraordinary about it. It behaves exactly like a cat at all times. So it's an asshole. Oh, yeah, it's an asshole. Mm. It's its ego is ridiculous, and it it's wonderful to see sort of it. It's interesting to see that portrayed so well. Yes, yeah, that's why I hate cats. Yeah, they're they're jerks. I like dogs. If you have a dog, you have a pet. If you have a cat, you have a master. No, you just have a jerk roommate that you have to feed <laughs> and clean up after. Yeah. Well, that that's kind of typical of jerk roommate, right? Like jerk roommate never does his own dishes. Well, that's true, but doesn't clean the bathroom. Clean up his toilet. Well, some jerk roommates I've had have not been able to clean the bathroom either. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So what you got, Jeff? I will go with what I'm kind of watching in the background. Luke Cage on Netflix started this a couple nights ago. I had to finish. As I didn't have to finish, but I wanted to finish another show that I was watching before it started this one because Netflix. And I started look, watching Luke it, Cage. Look, it the, starts out very, very, very slow. First three, three or four episodes are almost... First three, maybe four episodes are kind of a snooze fest. They're boring. They don't really go anywhere. Then around, and 
picks up a little bit after that and right around the halfway point, okay, then it goes and then it gets really good really fast. And it becomes kind of a mystery thriller crime drama that just happened to have a superhero in it. Well, I mean, Luke Cage's superpower is, you know, just shrug off getting shot, punch guys better than other guys do. Like, right. Like, there, there's super strong diamond skin. Like, you, you have to kind of spend a lot of time establishing the precise limits of a daredevil. Luke Cage, you, you, you just have to show one fight scene. And it's just like, oh, yeah. That that's what he does. You ain't you, you ain't gonna hurt him. He is gonna hurt you. That's it. Very simple. Two rules. You don't get hurt. He hurts you worse. <laughs> yes. And Sam and I are about halfway through it, and I'm digging it. I didn't necessarily have a problem with the first three episodes that everyone's saying, just because it, it was a it was a groove, and I liked I liked the characters bouncing off each other and just the dialogue, just this. This idea of three guys sitting around a barber shop arguing about Al Pacino for some reason. And it, it, it humanizes well, no that whole group. Well, I agree. I like the foundation they set and I like the way they built it up, but they could have done it a lot faster and they dragged it out way too long. So I'm going to. They could have done what they did in three episodes in one, maybe two. Uh, one I and think, a half. <laughs> I think they could push some other elements further forward and then keep that same sort of like just these are our characters that we like having conversations we like. Like, yeah. like there's the only thing I, don't... I I got a whole reading list out of one conversation where I'm like, OK, this, these are a lot of books I'm going to have to track down, I think. Yeah. Well, they had a. Uh... The only thing I don't like about this is they don't have a great villain. Every other Marvel or Netflix show has a really great villain. There's none that really stand out here. However, they did distance the Sigourney Weaver is the villain for Defenders at New York Comic Con, but they didn't announce who she's playing, so speculate away. Yeah, just just spend but, some time but arguing. But Ridley, Ripley. Ridley's the big bad in Defenders. Well, I kind of assumed, Ridley, I assumed it was just going to be although, like Ninja Apocalypse, just... Legions of Ninja invading, you know, Upper Manhattan. Well, that or remember the last time she was in New York in a movie, ghosts invaded oh. twice. But but only Iron Fist can punch ghosts. I, well, I, he's going to be very busy apparently. Yes. The, the other the other three are going to be chasing around giant bulldogs. Oh yeah. But uh, Zool motherfucker. Zool motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get into Luke Cage soon enough with the full crew, I think, because I haven't, because I'm I'm gonna say this now, but I like what I think they're gonna do with Claire, because right now, cause, oh, she, Claire is Claire is becoming the uh, Coulson for the Netflix show. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like she's the, not deeply involved in anything, but she is everywhere. Well, this is it. She she shows up in this show talking to her mom. And it's like, there are people out here helping people, and I need to help them. And I'm like, okay, for... And my first thought is, well, she's night nurse. That's that's what she does. She's she's just going to run a little clinic for guys that aren't quite normal. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, first thing she says to Jessica is that she knows a guy that could be helpful taking down Kilgrave. She mentions to Luke... That she knows a lawyer that might be useful. And I'm like, yeah. son of a bitch, you're Nick Fury for these people. You are assembling. Uh, you're trying to assemble. 
Eh, he's kind of a, okay. She's a cross between Nick Fury and Coulson a little bit. Well, I mean, she's much more. Although she, although she does flirt with every single one of them. Yeah. yeah. Even Jessica. <laughs> she's flirting hard with Matt. She's flirting hard with Luke. She's lately flirting with Jessica a little bit, and I'm sure old Danny is going to get a little flirting action too. Danny is a handsome fellow. Yeah, that's well. But I'm, I'm, I, I appreciate this shift in the character, and I'm like, you know, this, this could be fun. This could be fun. So we are here to talk about something that is not exactly fun. Zack Snyder, superhero Zack Snyder presents Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. One hundred and Dawn of Justin. One hundred and eighty minutes of stuff. Jeff and I both skipped the theatrical run of this because we were busy and also no one had nice things to say and ended up getting it on Blu-ray and watching the longer version, which what I understand is that it's better because it's more coherent because they just shaved half an hour off the runtime by cutting one of every six minutes. (laughs) Basically, yeah. That, That seems to be the methodology here. And now it it's it makes sense. It all holds together. It's just stuff. I mean, 180 minutes of stuff, of things. I will say the first half of the movie is very good. That's oh. right. I said very good. There were some very interesting questions asked. They asked the simple basic question, Superman, is he God? And if he's not, can we trust him? Because he's one of two things. He's either God or he's a man with superpower, of extreme power. If he's God, then we should worship him. If he's not, we should be terrified. (laughs) Well, I mean, this is, I guess, the recurring question of Superman in the modern world, where we are very distrustful of anyone with any degree of power, rightly so. But he's just a farm boy from Kansas, and he keeps proving himself to be a farm boy from Kansas most of the time. We we know this, but I do give Snyder credit for that first, you know, hour or so of the movie of getting us, you know, from on the other side. Okay, let's look at this as someone who doesn't know what Superman is. We just know he's a big blue guy with a cape. He flies really, really fast. He's super, super strong, and he can do basically whatever the hell he wants. And if we try to stop him, we will fail. <laughs> so we better hope he's on our side. Yeah. And again, that that's it. The, the first hour just sort of pay, just put some pieces down. It's like, no one's sure about the Superman guy. Bruce Wayne is old and grumpy and unsure of everything. And well, excessively violent. Yes, he is. But another thing. When he talks about Bruce Wayne developing a plan to, you know, stop Superman, I 100% believe that. I think every Batman has a plan to stop Superman if something goes wrong. Where I he lost me was when they said, okay, Batman has a plan to stop Superman, and he's going to stop Superman retroactively. Excuse me? Well, Batman is so afraid of Superman actually doing something, he's going to kill him before he does it. Like, no. That, that's, no, no, no. That's no, no, not no, what no. he worked. Like, okay. Here's what Batman? I want to say. There, there's a side tangent here I do want to dig into, which is that the major complaint from nerd the nerd populace is that it's not my 
fill in the blank. That's not my Lex Luthor. That's not my Superman. That's not my Batman. And that's not the question, because it's a working adaptation. They're free to go about their business and try anything. My complaint is that this interpretation is the least compelling take on the pieces in place for these characters. So yeah, this Batman kills people, but he's not more interesting for that fact. He well, he's I, more than I'd happy like to, point to out. murder people in cold blood on the assumption that this guy will do something wrong someday. And I'm like, that's not more interesting than a Batman who refuses to kill or who has a plan in place if anything goes wrong. I'd like to point out, Batman kills people all the time. Every movie, Batman has killed someone. Oh, yeah. That, like, that's... Okay. Uh, yeah. Bat- the first Bat- Michael Keaton Batman killed the Joker. He killed a whole bunch of Penguins thugs. With uh, dynamite what's one his time. Face? <laughs> With dynamite one time. He blew that one fat guy up, yeah. yeah. Uh, Val Kilmer Batman killed Two-Face. He did. Let's just call it what it Straight is. He out. killed Two-Face. Yeah. Um, what other Batman am I forgetting? Uh, George Clooney killed the franchise. Yeah. And last but not least, I don't care what anyone says, uh, Batman killed Ra's al Ghul. He said, I don't have to save you either. No, 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 no. You killed him. That That is willful you, neglect. He, that is willful neglect with intent right. to cause death. That's second degree murder. Right. And he probably should have killed the Joker, but I digress. Well, I, I like well, the idea that... <laughs> Maybe he learned a lesson or something, but but no, no, no. Batman has if killed people. Super Superman has so- killed people. Usually Zod. Yes, that's fine. But the fact is, is Batman that- kills people all the time. It just happens. I'm sorry, but he does. And Batman killing people, you know, left and right. I don't have a problem with that as much as some people do. But I do have a problem with. Okay, you're guilty. I don't care if I kill you. You're guilty. I don't care if I kill you. You're guilty. I don't care if I kill you. Superman, you haven't done anything yet, but I'm going to kill you anyway just on the safe side. Yeah. That's where you kind of cross the line with me. Well, especially with the specific line, you know, if there's a 1% chance, we have to take that as a certainty, which is a Dick Cheney-ism, right? That's a direct lift from <laughs> Dick Cheney. And they can't, like, the writers have to have known that, right? They have to have known that... You know, we're quoting Dick Cheney. <laughs> Do we want to associate the hero of our next six movies with Dick Cheney? <laughs> with Darth Vader himself. Like, 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 With Darth Vader himself. The, the puppet master of, of, you know, the, the Grimma Worm. George Bush called him Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, that's it. Like, this, he, Dick Cheney outright shot a guy for no reason. <laughs> That's on record. Anywho, anywho, yeah. But old Batsy, yeah, I can. Fir- I firmly, firmly believe he's like okay. That every Batman and every variant has a plan to kill Superman somewhere on file. It's like I've got a kryptonite ring, I've got a bullet, I've got something. If Superman goes rogue, I can take him out because well, he's Batman. That's like, what he does. Batman, brave and the bold. But had the I can't episode. imagine him just. Batman, Batman, Brave and the Bold, campy, fun, you know, jazz adventure Batman, had the episode where Superman's all hopped up on Red K, and there's Bruce with the power armor ready to go. And that's an amazing episode. You should watch. You should watch that one. 
don't think I've seen that one. Uh, Bra- it's Brave it, and the Bold with the power armor. Yes, like they they uh, Brave and the Bold. It's in season two. Superman gets hit with Red K. He reenacts a bunch of the covers that you were featured on Super Dickery, like the burning the bathrobe mm-hmm. and ru- ruining Lois Lane's at- day at the beach of for her love schemes. And then <laughs> Batman's like, "Look, Superman, we got to figure this out," and he slows him down for for the mandatory 24 hours of red kryptonite with the power armor from Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. They quote that, they quote those panels and then it, it turns out it was like Luthor, Luthor messing with people and then they switch costumes and save the day. Interesting. It was a really uh, good I would never episode. think Frank it Miller is... and the Brave and the Bold anywhere in the same sentence. Those guys <laughs> are uber nerds. They can make anything work. I guess. But anyway, on to my other big problem. Well, not my only big problem, but the other thing with this movie that is completely out of left field, Jesse Eisenberg and Lex Luthor. What? That, yeah, that was... Did they write a Riddler movie? What? I mean, that yeah, was, if you wrote a Riddler movie, he would be a good Riddler, but he was playing Lex Luthor. Well, they they wrote Lex Luthor on his name I mean, tag, but that was I mean, that was just rambling nonsense I, for three hours. I just want to know, it's like... I, w- I wanted to walk up to Zack Snyder and Jesse Sanford. You're playing Lex Luthor, right? This isn't like some twist somewhere down the line. We're going to find out this was Joker in disguise or something. Or you're actually Edward Nygma, you know, posing as Ed- like what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. It's this. It's just rambling nonsense and weirdness for so long. It, it makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, I'm just sitting there thinking someone somewhere didn't along the line, because I'm not going to blame Eisenberg for this, because no, if you no, watch Social is, Network, this is purely, that was Lex Luthor light. Yeah. Like, okay, he could do it Lex Luthor. Somebody told, him, somebody told him to do that. I'm going to put Snyder on blast for that. It's like, wait a minute, Zach, you're the, char- you're the director. If you see something going afoul, you're supposed to say, stop. No, let's try it another way. You just kind of let that happen, or you're under direction to do that for some ungodly reason. Well, and, okay, something I want to say about Zack Snyder is that he's a wonderful cinematographer. He can set us, he can set up a shot, and he clearly works from this idea of this is the moment I want to hit. He needs a writer that can take the list of yes. moments and turn that into a story arc. And yes. I, I'm, I'm he, going to jump. He's an excellent. I'm going to jump Go back ahead. to uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is made out of cool set pieces that they wanted in the first movie and couldn't fit. So they gave a list of cool set pieces to two screenwriters and said, turn this into a movie somehow. And we got Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which is a perfectly fine, rollicking pulp adventure. Worse than Indiana Jones movie, however. Uh, no. No, it's not. Yes. It is worse than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Short Round is better than Shia I hate LaBeouf. Short Round. Short Round is so much better than uh, Shia okay. LaBeouf. But this, this God, is what Zack Snyder now needs you got me to debating do. Who's worse. Zack Snyder, this is what Zack Snyder needs to do. He needs someone to sit down and say. To, to, he just needs to hand the list of, these are the moments I want. Provide sketches if you feel that that's important. Put a movie around these ideas. Because there, there's a lot of yeah. visually interesting things in this, like the 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 sequence with Superman at the Senate, especially with him just standing there in the rubble of what just happened, like immediately afterward. That that is symbolically dense. 
and the writers couldn't hit that. Like, they, they couldn't get the full mileage out of that idea. And there's, there's just tons of great ideas that you don't get the full mileage out of in this movie. There's, I, after he does that, I do like the scenes where he's, you know, rescuing some people who were injured who survived. And, he's finding out, and they're actually afraid of him. It's like, okay, we got this, we got this. And he realizes, people are afraid of me now. I'm just going to go away for a while and, and think about this. Things have gone completely south of what I intended. And he goes off hiking into the mountains for some reason and sees his ghost dad. Yeah, that's... But, okay, so he, he, he hikes up the Himalayas, hikes... Which, why you can fly. Well, I'm not sure why. You can why. fly. Well, okay, so like After- him, Superman walking is not more effort than him flying because he's Superman. Like it's, it's, right. it's, it's, it's just the Neither nature. Neither one requires any effort from him. Like he, he, it is not for hard for him to walk anywhere. So having him yes. walk doesn't make a ton of sense. And then he bumps into ghost Kevin Costner, who is... Who is building a pile of rocks. Who is building a pile of rocks, and previous ghost Kevin Costners have expressed things that are not helpful to Supermaning ever. If he'd bumped, if he'd bumped into ghost Russell Crowe, I think, you know, that might have been the pep talk that made the movie happen, but it didn't. We just got ghost Kevin Costner with a pile of rocks and nothing made sense. That would be. Oh, I don't mind Kevin Costner showing up, you know, in a flashback or even just, you know, for memory's sake, but that made no sense. Okay, you're going to climb the Himalayas. You can find Ghost Dad piling up rocks and talking about a time when he drowned a bunch of horses. Okay, sure. Like, if, if there was ever a How moment. How does that rationalize? If there was ever a moment to <laughs> introduce the Fortress of Solitude into this particular version of Superman, good spot for it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's where he would just go, you know what, I'm going to go build a place where I can just think for a little while. <laughs> like, li- literally have him build an igloo and just have a think. <laughs> a big-ass igloo. <laughs> yeah. Where he keeps the Iron Giant inside. Yeah, sure, why not? And he rebuilds the Titanic out of, you know, just for kicks and giggles. Like, this... Why do you have a Titanic? Eh, I thought it'd be fun. Look, a-, a Superman has to have a hobby. Yes. I build gi- models of, you know, little robots. He builds full-scale replicas of the Titanic. Sure, why not? You know, just just cause. Why why wouldn't you? You're a Superman. What what what's stopping? You got the time. You got the resources. Well, he doesn't really need to. Sleep. I got the time. I got the resources. I can probably build it in a weekend if I really put my mind to it. Yeah. Oh well. And so then we have Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman doing things. Things. Just, just she shows up. Hello, I'm in this movie. Here here's some trailers. She was for really the next cool when movies. she showed up. Like, when, when we get to right. the climax, Wonder Woman's the best part of the climax, but she's right. doing okay. things. I, I, I got a raved, I got a major league rave to go on here, but go ahead uh, and finish. No, she's, she's just doing things, and then she dumps Bruce Wayne with some trailers for the next four fucking movies. Yeah. Which, by the way, why did Lex Luthor create a logos for all the people he had, you know... Yeah, that files that, on his little flash drive. See, uh, okay, I'll believe that he has a dossier of weird shit. I will believe that Lex Luthor yeah, has a big that. database of weird shit. Because you never know what's going to make you money. You never know who you need to kill. But the 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 fact that he <laughs> sat down and like he busted out Adobe Illustrator to 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 group these he- with logos, and I'm like, just give them fucking names. Like you need names, location, date. 
It's like, okay, fine. You call Wonder Woman. I can understand. She has the big WW on her, you know, tiara thing, and well, she and that, her, that's probably you know, I think her on her shield that, too. But. That that's something that is in some deep buried file in the U.S. Army, right? That that's yes. like like that's that's yes, some. Excuse me. That's in a dossier. She is literally historical. It's in a dossier from 1919 yeah, she that got sealed after Versailles. Yes. Somewhere that exists. Aquaman, nobody knows anything about, but you somehow made a credit for. And Cyborg isn't even born yet, yet you already have his logo. Like you, You've got the big C, and all you have is a science experiment gone wrong. That's all you have. Yes. Didn't really think that one through, did you guys? Okay, time for my rant. Go for it. One of my biggest all-time problems with Superman Doomsday fight in the comics was... It's big dumb okay, for Superman, nothing. Okay, you are fighting... Well, it was done for nothing, but I can't help but sit back like, Superman, you know very powerful people. You are obviously getting your ass kicked by this thing. You know a lot of powerful people. You know Wonder Woman. You know Captain Marvel or Shazam, take your pick. You know, you know Batman. I'm sure he can come up with some kind of strategy to beat this guy. You know people who can kick some ass and help you. Well, okay, so... And by the way, you're on a thing called the Justice League. I'm sure somebody's got a cell phone they can call them. Well, this is it. So the original Doomsday showed up and kicked the crap out of... Who was it? Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Black The Justice League B team. Yeah, like the the JSA basically showed up and got smacked around and realized, okay, this is not for us. And none of them... and, And Ted's not like, okay, John... Hal, other John, help, right? <laughs> right. Like, like th- there, there are three Green Lanterns, human Green Lanterns, and kicking you, around. They could get some shit done. Yes, if you really needed to, there is an entire core of Green Lanterns in space. You can call down if Superman calls them. Hey, I need some help. They will show up in force. Well, that, that's no, it. We're that's gonna it. go straight like, up frat boy and try and beat each other to death. Well, that's it. Like, like. Literally, when it comes to the Green Lantern Corps, Superman calls them up and says, I need help. Hell's going to say, okay, for reals, Superman says he needs help. If Superman is calling for help, we are going to bring everyone who is not busy. And if you are busy, we're going to bring you too. (laughs) And and Tomar Ray is just sitting there going, wait, no, seriously, the Kryptonian says he needs help? We're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, how many Green Lanterns do we have available in the sector? 300? Okay, get the other 500 in the next sector, and let's go. Just call everyone. Show up when you can. <laughs> We're doing shit. Right. Fuck it. Call Sinestro. Get that giant planet that is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yellow Lantern Corps, we could use your guys' help, too. Yeah. So sure, here we not? are. Everybody, to Earth, we got a problem. So, so here we are. Doomsday running rampant across, um, a- across an island. Specifically mentioned to be abandoned this time. Like, I love how the lesson of the complaints of Man of Steel was that, oh, we just need to mention that the building is abandoned, like fucking Dragon Ball Z. That's what right. gets it. That's what makes it I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry. And in a place like Gotham slash Metropolis, despite the fact that apparently they're just a freaking across the street well, now they're, or whatever. They're, no, that, those never are been... giant metropolises. Every square inch is populated. Well, okay. If it's Gotham someone's there. Homeless guys, right. Riddler lair, doesn't matter what. There, There's no unused Some, yeah, real estate. Something is there. And I mean, I don't necessarily there, have there's, a problem. There's some... 
with the idea of Gotham and Metropolis being across the bay from each other, because geography's fuzzy in comics, especially DC. But just this idea that, no, no, it's abandoned. Like, this building blew up, but it was at night, and I'm like, you know, there's there's janitors, there's guys working overtime, there's security people. You can't just say, it's nighttime, it's safe. But, back to my rant. This time... You are fighting Doomsday, and you've got Batman here, and you've got Wonder Woman here. So you actually have help. You don't have to call anybody. They're already here. And Wonder Woman is holding her own against this thing. She's Batman's basically running for his life. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, shit, she's oh, having... shit, run. Oh, shit, run. Like, no, no, literally, like, what Wonder Woman is she having had... fun with this thing in a weird way. Right. And... Right. And Superman I, says, I need to go get the Christ- kryptonite lance for myself. I'm like, you know, Bruce, not doing anything. Literally cannot accomplish well, anything right okay. now. Maybe he could be the well, guy that I'm gets even fine the with him going to get I'm okay with him getting it. But at that point, he's like, okay, now I'm going to charge him. Wait, stop. Wonder Woman's right over there. You can toss her the lance, tell her to stab Doomsday in the heart, and she will probably be fine. Because she's Wonder Woman, and she'll get the job done. Well, she, she's also... And you'll be fine. But no, 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 no. You're going literally. to charge him with the one thing that can kill you. It's not like... She's right over there. She's an like Olympic-grade javel- javeliner. Right. She might not even have to get that close. Like, I'm fairly certain you just say, hey, Wonder Woman, or hey, you don't even know who she is. So, hey, big, powerful lady who's kicking his ass. See this green spiky thing? Yeah. Stab it into his chest. It'll probably kill him. Cool. Like, like problem solved. Th- this whole movie is solved by Sup. You got this, don't you? Yes, I do. Cause she does. <laughs> she does. Well, well, she's. What was? What does she say? It's like he's like a monster, and she goes, "I've killed monsters before." <laughs> yeah, like she's. Like, eh, I've been there and done there and got she, the t-shirt. She's she's stabbed giants and hydras and all sorts of crazy shit. I bet. This movie would be a hell of a lot better if her movie had come first, but oh well. <laughs> That's beside <laughs> the point. We we just have the big dumb doomsday fight, and Superman dies, because that's a Oh, thing. and by the way, that's not doomsday. This is, I'm giving this full credit to Nostalgia Critic. He pointed out, that's not doomsday, that's Nuclear Man. Yeah, Think yeah. about it for a second. Nuclear, nuclear Man was the combination of Kryptonian and Lex Luthor's DNA. What is this thing? Oh god, this whole movie is Superman That's 3. Right, he made new Superman 4? Yeah, no, Super- Superman 4. 4, Superman 4. 4. 4 was the one with uh with um prior. 4 was the one with Nuclear Man. Right. Suddenly you ho- that sudden horrible realization, holy shit, he was fighting Nuclear Man. Although Lex Luthor's plan doesn't involve real estate this time. What's up with that? That's why he's not Lex that Luthor. Is his There's thing. no real estate. So that should have been our first clue. The only thing, the only hope I have for this is they seem to be dropping hints that, okay, the real Lex is out there somewhere. Well, they keep saying you know, he's, he's disappeared. He's assumed Lex Luthor that, Jr., right? They keep, they keep using yes. that as the cop out. Well, they said he is Alex Luthor, and his dad named the company after himself, Lex Luthor. Ergo, okay, there is a Lex Luthor in this series. Is he dead? Probably not. Will he turn up? Probably so. It also makes me wonder, okay, this Joker we're seeing here, is that the real Joker, or is the other Joker floating out there somewhere, too? Oh, and God. will at some point Dr. I, Manhattan show up in this mess? Yeah. I'm just saying, things are lining up very stupidly. Yeah, th- things are kind of dumb right now. I hope 
I hope they can course correct yes. over the next two or three movies. But yes, I do want to point out two things I liked, other than the first hour. Lawrence Fishburne is still a very good Perry White. Yes, he is. Lawrence Fishburne, 90% of the time, is just very good at everything. He's good at his job. Very rarely do you see him in a movie or a TV series and go, man, that sucked. I am upset he's with Lawrence good. Fishburne. And he's just like, I'm Lawrence Fishburne, and I'm going to yell at Clark Kent and yell at Lois Lane and be a newspaper man. And yes. it's funny. Well, I do. One day they'll get him to say Great well, Caesar's my Ghost line. on camera. Yeah. Well, I, my favorite line of this is he, he says, uh, Clark's trying to pitch the Gotham angle, and he, he goes, Crime wave in Gotham. In other news, water is wet. <laughs> it's like, that's a good line. That's a good one, man. It's Gotham. There's a crime wave every other weekend. That's only because Batman takes off every other weekend. There we go. He's got to find some time to drink and, and entertain the ladies. Yeah. And then the other thing I like is Jeremy Irons. Old Mother Hen Alfred. Yes. Like just just being the old, just literally old Mother Hen. It's like, when, when, when are you going to have kids? You're going to stop going through all yeah. the good bottles? Well, that well, there, he had. I remember a line he told in an interview about um, Alfred. He said, he "said I remember when I was younger, I was in, you know invited to a lord's house in Great Britain. I was an actor. I was already somewhat famous, and he invited me for dinner. I said, oh, sure, I'll go.' I arrived at the house, and three men opened the door and escorted me inside. A fourth man walked me to the table and sat me down. I was like, well, who are all those guys? Oh, they're my butlers. He said, you have four butlers? Well, they're all former SS, so... You know. Not SS. Um, SAS. MI6. Oh, like, MI6. Oh, SAS. MI6, yeah. They're all former MI6. And he goes, MI6 are now butlers? And he goes, oh, yeah, they're paid very well. He said, they're not, they're mainly security. They really don't do anything. And he said, okay, that's who Alfred is. <laughs> He's there as a quote-unquote butler. What he really is there to do is kick ass, take names, and protect whoever. And, I mean, I, I hope I hope different people you know, get to write that relationship with Bruce Wayne because just the characters don't quite pop off each other right. There's a lack of chemistry between everyone. So I think there's one thing we have to talk about. One more thing I think we have to clear out of this business. Oh. Marfa. Uh -oh. oh, no. Yes. Oh, I, I almost blocked that out. It's like, okay, okay. Okay, so again, this is one of those Bruce. moments that they didn't get the mileage out of, where it's like, this is Bruce, finally, after shouting about how you're not brave, you're not a god, like, men are cur men are brave, you're just a freak. And this is him breaking it and realizing that, no, he's, he's a person. He has a mom, he cares about. But that moment of humanization there, there is, is so far fucking gone. Yeah, well, there is a moment of he realizes, okay, he's not a god. He's not all-powerful. He's not a monster. He's just a guy. And there's a moment there where they could expand upon and do some really interesting things with. They don't, but they could. They could have. <laughs> I mean, they, they took the first step in a very interesting direction, but they only took that first step. <laughs> yep. And, and right after that, like I said in previous episode, it goes straight to Step Brothers. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. <laughs> Uh, I would have settled for the the last the f last fight just being karate in the garage. No doomsday, wait no allusions wait minute, wait to apocalypse. Minute, just Stop. karate in the garage. Oh my! 
I just figured something out. What? Right after that happens, where does Batman go to rescue Martha? He goes to a garage and beats up people with karate. Oh my god. With in his fight sequence that they kind of just stole from the Arkham games. Right, but he goes to a garage and uses karate to beat the fuck out of everyone. Oh my god. <laughs> this is this movie is Superman 4 plus Step Brothers. Uh. Plus a little bit of Watchmen thrown in the beginning. Yeah, and can I just say, I, I appreciate the fact that you want to do the nod to Frank Miller, but the design for the power armor is just so god-awful. And you quoted I, it exactly. I thought, the power, I thought the power armor was kick-ass. I, I, think I it's, thought that was a cool-looking outfit. I think it's the bits... I think it's the gauntlets. I think the gauntlets are just big and stupid. I, I thought it was kick-ass. There, there is a black chrome... Uh, sideshow figure that's the uh, power armor and black chrome. It looks absolutely gorgeous, and I'm never going to afford it because it's like $500, but it is gorgeous! But yeah, I thought it looked cool, but the, the fight sequence, like I said, the, the fight sequence is so long and drawn out, it's like, wait, uh, Bats, you, you have kryptonite shotgun shells, like aerosol little, sprays, little and rounds. a lance, and you got, you know, lance with a piece of kryptonite on the end, you could kill him outside of, you know, 30 seconds, maybe less. But instead, you do this big, long fight, and you put him on the end of a rope and swing him around like a freaking yo-yo for no apparent reason. But so, so whatever. Okay, so you aerosolize Chris kryptonite, and you pack it into 40 mil grenade rounds, right? Don't you think that maybe... Or what else are you going to do with it? Well, no, I, I, I grok that. But there are plenty of delivery mechanisms for 40 mil grenades... That let you load four at a fucking time. You know, there, there's, there's, yeah. you, the police department has little six round canisters for these particular types of rounds. Maybe, maybe, maybe one of those. Maybe one of those. Maybe, maybe you, you need to consider your rate of fire there, chief. Cause those singles did not help you in the slightest. But that's, that's the movie, I guess. 180 minutes of stuff. And the first, I don't know, let's say 60, maybe even 80, 90 minutes of it is pretty good. That last half hour, last third of the movie or so, that you just, you know, it's like a, it's like, I'm looking into a plane taking off. Okay, it takes off, good takeoff, good standing. And then like that, that last half hour is a straight up nosedive. It isn't even a banking down. It's just, <laughs> And then all the fans were like, because the extended cut's better, it makes it a good movie. It's better. Now, see, the extended cut just adds more, just adds more to the good stuff. It's like, okay, that first, you know, hour, hour and a half you liked, here's some more good stuff that adds some context of things that don't make sense. I did watch the original version, and one of the dumbest things they did was in the desert battle, they claimed that Superman killed them, killed all the refugees and all the soldiers because despite the fact that they were all shot with guns. I'm like, no, no, Superman doesn't use guns. But in the extended sequence, they showed that, no, they burned them to make it look like this heat vision did it. Like, okay, I suppose that makes a little more sense. Yeah, and so... And they also, they also find out that, the, uh, that you know, the um, guy in the wheelchair didn't plan to die. It's like, was he in on this? Was this whole bomb? He never, he never really fully explained in the short version. The extended cut, they show his fridge is full. He was expecting to come home that night. <laughs> No guy that's going into a suicide, uh, go and blow himself up, restocks the fridge. What's the point? Yeah, and and so so they, but yeah, 
I don't think this is some grand conspiracy by the critics and the fans to ruin DC. I think this movie is just messy. They were, they attempted to do with, uh, with this movie, they tried to make, okay, we're going to make, and they were trying to make the Marvel plans. Like, okay, we're going to make Iron Man, Captain America, and the Avengers all in the same movie so we can get our, you know, extended universe up and running immediately. It's like, no, 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 no. Well, here's what I come back to. It took Marvel a... I'm going to come back to a different example, which is the mm-hmm. Justice League animated series. So it's it's a sequel to the Batman animated series and the Superman animated series, but in five 20-minute episodes, they managed to introduce and uh, a threat and have... Two pre-existing characters. Oh, three. They did introduce the Flash in the Superman show. They introduced uh, the entire origin of Martian Manhunter and Wonder Woman, and got all five. And they kind of and and got all seven of these characters in one spot to save the day, right? Yeah. In yeah. in under two hours, and it's yes, it's, it's a good two hours. Yes, it is. And they didn't necessarily. They were building on something that was already day. there. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I think you you can do a team-up slash origin story. It's just about pacing and priorities, and they didn't have it here, I think. Zack Snyder is bad at both of those things. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think just having that extended fight in that abandoned building between Superman and Batman didn't add anything to anything. Well, somebody, I don't remember who said this, but you can tell the exact problem with this movie in the title. It's not a Superman movie. It's not a Batman movie. It's not a Dawn of Justice movie, and it's not a Superman versus Batman movie. And they try and do all of it at the same time, and it doesn't work. It just don't. No, no, no. no. Pick one of those themes. You want to do a Superman movie? Great. You want to do a Batman movie? Great. You want to do a Superman versus Batman movie? Great. You want to do a Dawn of Justice movie? Great. Don't do them all at the same time. <laughs> so, so there we are. I mean. Justice League is going on. Apparently, there were some major course corrections at the script stage, not the edit stage or the reshoot stage. So that's encouraging. I'm curious, and you can just see just in the trailers. Okay, okay, we're lighting it up. We're lighting it up. This isn't so dark. Calm down, please. Don't well, abandon it, this. It's We've not put even a lot that of money into this. Please don't screw it, up. It's not even that it's grim or dark. It's just the darkness isn't interesting. It's dark for dark's sake. I, I did like in the recent. They showed some behind-the-scenes stuff. The guy who's playing Aquaman, spinning in the trident, he drops it, does a karate chop, grabs Wonder Woman's sword out of her back, and... Ah! Like, I'm going to get this. I'm going to have my hero moment. Uh, like, Damn it, I dropped the lance. Fine, I'm going to do karate. Wait, I can't do karate. Give me that Dan Zork, Wink. Ah! Jason Momoa. I will figure fine. this out somehow. Jason Momoa is a great guy. It's like, she's got a rope. She doesn't need the sword. We're good. <laughs> So, so that's that movie. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> hey, let's put it this way. I watched, I watched Dawn of Justice, and I was like, that was not very good. And then I said, Suicide. I read some of the Suicide Squad reviews, and I heard more of the same things. Like, I'm not paying money for that in theaters. <laughs> well, also, we're getting an extended and I will not cut be seeing... of Suicide Squad, so maybe that makes it yes not maddening, just disappointing. <laughs> yes. So, yes, we'll, we'll, I'm definitely not going to be buying any pre-orders for the Justice League movie. I'm going to say, let's watch some, 
Let's see what some critics say first. Let, let's see what the crowd has to say. Because apparently Metacritic didn't shut down despite that guy. Oh, God, what an idiot. <laughs> There's but, always a guy who hates the critics. Well, it, it's so weird that you're like, I my sense of investment in one particular property is so great that I have to attack, I have to threaten the livelihoods of anyone who would speak poorly of it, even if it is kind of bad. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how DC shakes up. In the meantime, Justice Doctor League Strange comes out in a couple months. Do Do Justice League action looks like it might be a good cartoon. Might be. This is true. It's got, hey, it's got Mark hey, Hamill it's got in it. Mark Hamill as the Joker. Mark Hamill's the Joker, and Kevin Conroy is the Batman. We are at a very good start. <laughs> there we are. And, and with those two in it, a worst-case scenario, it's going to be okay. <laughs> well, one of the writers on it, who had, who has done a few episodes already, because the first season's basically done, said that the producers are ne never going to give an answer one way or the other, whether if this is a follow-up to Justice League Unlimited. But as far as he's concerned, he's writing a sequel to the the DC animated universe. So whenever he can, he he'll he'll tie it back in a little way. And I'm curious to see. Oh, and Brent Spiner's playing the Riddler, which I think could be fun. Yes, yes. Just just think oh, about it. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Data just a little bit twisted. <laughs> you precious little life forms. Where are you anyway? I want him to sing that song while as the Riddler. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, so we'll see how this goes forward. Tune in next time when we will be talking about more things, or Jeff will have been Yay, trampled. Things. Or Jeff will have been trampled over fifty dollars off PS4s. We'll see. You never know when. Not, when, not talking about when the trampling will hit Jeff. I, I don't want to think about it. It's coming for you, Jeff. <laughs> the trampling. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Didn't I tell you I've already had a stressful week? You you suck. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm very sorry for reminding you of what's coming up for you. But you must not run away. And that, remember, Denver the Last Dinosaur is your best friend. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. Good night, everybody. It's a lie. Look, I thought you smelled bad. On the outside... Thank you for listening. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported International License. Visit our website, sbopodcast.com, for more episodes, contact information, social media links. And if you could be so kind as to, please subscribe and rate our show on your podcasting app of choice.